This is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rock. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. Jim, Jerry, how you doing today? Great. Great. This is Memorial Day, as represented by Jerry and his American flag. And we're uh, saluting all of our fallen soldiers serving in the military. Uh, we all grateful for their great sacrifice. So... Uh, I, real quickly on that, I'm not one to barbecue and party and uh, run to the beach on Memorial Day. I take more of a solemn approach to the, I don't think it's a holiday as such. No, there's too many people. That's why you're not doing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We know. Uh, right. Not today. It's like 62 <laughs> and cold at the beach yeah. today. <laughs> it's still going to be a mess. It yeah. always is. But, but like yeah. I said, I, I've I've read a lot of things of a lot of uh, older veterans and they're like, yeah, let's not forget what it's really about, you know, and everyone's out there. Why say happy Memorial Day? It's not a happy Fallen occasion soldiers. at all. Fallen soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Fallen so, soldiers. Yeah. Here we are. In, uh, well, we got to mention one other great thing about today. It's Jerry's birthday. Hey, hey happy happy birthday, uh, Jerry. Dudes. Happy birthday, Jerry, man. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's, you're looking it, it good is. for 49 is, years folks. old. 49. So he's, he's got reason to party today. Yes. Yeah, wow. Add about there. seven years to that, Frank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking good. Thank Felt. you. I'm feeling good. Yeah. We all graduated together. You know I'm the same age as you guys. Come oh, on. yeah. 49, though. I think It checks in the mail, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, um, we've got three bands to present today, but I want to ask you, how important is the name of the band to you, whether it be a hard rock, heavy metal, or a pop band, how important is that name? Does it make any determination whether or not you'll even check them out? What do you think, Jim? Um, hmm. it's kind of important, I guess. Uh, I, I think the name should say something about what the type of the band is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when you hear it, you know, a name like Judas Priest, you think that's like a heavy metal band, Iron Maiden. Uh, found a great power pop band called the Blow Pops. Mm-hmm. You know, and the name, when you hear that name, you think like, oh, sounds like a power pop band, right? Jerry, no, I think, I think of the sucker with the gum in the middle when I hear <laughs> Blow Pops. Yeah. Off the top Jerry of your head, have either of you been disappointed or surprised by a band after you heard that because again we we all bought albums back in the day just on the appearance alone Mm -hmm. but have you ever bought an album and then got home and threw it on there and say well this isn't what i expected uh gosh i i'm not sure good one because because the recognition is first you buy it because you heard a song off it Mm -hmm. uh wow very good one frank uh there's there's Bands that I probably heard oh. that, uh, you know, the the visuals and the name and everything all fit the style of the music, but the but they were just terrible. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, all, all, the, all the great packaging didn't, didn't save a, just a bad product. Right. There's one band that comes to mind that I was a fan of off of one song, and I went out and I bought the album. And the rest of the album fit their name. Yeah. And Uh-oh. the one song was a hard rocker and the rest of it was just power pop. And I was disappointed, but that band was Chilliwack. And they were, I was surprised to find out you were a fan. Yes. Or a yeah. semi fan. I, I was whatever. a fan. I bought a couple mm-hmm. of their albums thinking, Hey, they're these guys, they, they did good pop songs, but uh, the one song, don't it make you feel good is just a heavy, good riff laden song and and that's what the reason why i bought the album and it was disappointing from that song on oh so but uh, uh there's mm. there's probably been a few bands uh that 
you hear the single and the the single is terrible and then you find out the rest of the album is you know <laughs> the single's kind of wimpy and then mm-hmm. the, the rest of the album rocks hard right. you know um i was surprised uh sugar ray was never really a fan of you know their their mm-hmm. singles and everything else were always pretty light and then I remember somebody telling me if you listen to the record of the album it's it's pretty hard rock yeah and uh I remember hearing a couple other songs, and I was surprised it was them. To me, it didn't sound anything like the single. So, hmm. All right. What were you going to say, Jerry? I don't know if this counts, but I bought uh, the Oasis album, uh, whatever album it was called. I used to know it. Uh, had Champagne Supernova on it. Mm-hmm. I'd know that album in a second. Anyway, um, but I bought that album solely on the single. Right. And I don't think I listened to any other song on it. It doesn't really count count, but, it, you know, Trying to contribute here, yeah. folks. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. they, um, they, you know. I love that song. Oh, they were mm. compared to the Beatles for some of their songs. Um, I never got it. I mean, they had harmonies. Yep, Noel and Ian Gallagher, but I and, didn't. And they, and they had a drummer and a bass and a guitar player and yeah, a singer. Exactly. But other than that, <laughs> the Beatles. What the hell? Oh, they were huge for uh, for a minute, and then <laughs> yeah, they were about a minute for a cool minute. minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not uh, no. not a bad band. No, uh, I don't. I don't know that they're the Beatles, no. but uh, oh no. Well, they there's another band. They they can't even uh, be in the same room together. Brothers fighting. Kind of, you know, they, yeah. They they went their own ways, and they're never going to play together again. Right? So, Have we heard anything since? Nah. So, but I'm just curious how you guys felt, and and the reason I brought that up is um, this week's Jerry's pick, as a matter of fact, uh, is a band whose name oh. is kind of common, and um, I know you got a little bit of a rant about that, but why don't you uh, tell us about your band, Jerry? What the 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 new band or the album pick the classic no no the the new band the new band uh folks i have to start this off by saying the name of the band is ravens there's a million bands out there called the ravens so to find the band we're talking about from chicago if you go to facebook they're at band dash ravens you'll find them on facebook their website is ravens dash music.com and it'll turn turn you on to iTunes, Bandcamp, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. If you go to YouTube and type in Ravens, you'll get the Baltimore Ravens, you'll get Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, you'll get Raven on whatever. There's 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 a tons of bands called Ravens. So folks, ravens-music.com, ravens-music.com. Okay, now that I've said that, made that clear. Band names do make a lot of difference, Frank. There's a ton of them named Ravens. <laughs> but uh, these two cats, we got um, Eric Liljehorn and uh, DJ Nelson, guitar. And, and these two cats met at a King's X concert in Chicago and just started talking. And they realized they had a vibe with each other. And, and so they, they they made a song called Ravens. Yep. The, the band wasn't even called that yet, folks. They just made a song called Ravens. And it did pretty good, and, and so they needed to assemble a band. So that's where they picked up uh, Mike Stryker on bass and Chris Hagen on drums. And it's good rock and roll. Their own bio states uh, described as King's X, Audio Slave, White Zombie, and Corn, which is pretty accurate. Mm. But um, it's it, it it reminds me of them. But they have their own little thing. They have the melodic guitar I love, uh, and plus. Um, you know, uh, DJ Nelson plays a flying V and he's left-handed. So that just looks great on the videos, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they met in December 17. So they're, they're only, they only have a two song EP out called the song with, with song Ravens on it and knocked down, which is good video. Also, they have a radio edit and a edit that says the E on it for explicit, mm-hmm. but this is just good old fashioned rock and roll. Uh, Again, folks, I've stated this before. Past, I love this podcast because you think there's no more rock and roll out there, folks. There's so, you know, it's kind of boring. And, and these guys just kick some, kick some major ass, and it's really good. So, um, yeah, Ravens. All right, let's give Ra- them a listen. Yeah, Ravens. Ravens.
that's Ravens Woo! with Ravens. Ravens-music.com from Chicago. Yeah, look Sorry. for them. Yes. You know, mm. love the love the song. Mm. Of course, you, you, we'd want to play more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the problem when you have a song that has a minute intro before the vocals kick in. Is right. You yeah. really can't get into the, the whole groove of the song because it was starting to kick in. Yes, it and was. So if you like that, go to Bandcamp, iTunes, wherever their music is available and check it out and uh, support these local guys in Chicago. Good yep. stuff. They have a wonderful song, too. Also, they released a two-song EP uh, called Knocked Down. Great tune. Ravens-music.com, folks. Ravens out of Chicago. All right. There. I don't know any of the bands named Ravens, <laughs> but I bet they're out oh, there. Oh, there were so many folks. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. why I had to cover that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I know yeah. on Bandcamp there's the Ravens and the oh, Raven's Nest and the Raven's Claw. Uh, Ra- the... Raven Billy, Raven Claw, Raven yeah. Dinosaur, Raven Mad, Raven Lunatic, Ravens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ravens-music.com from Chicago. The, the Rave Ups. <laughs> yeah. Rave Ups, Rave Downs. And, and I bet... <laughs> If you check the copyright office, somebody's already oh, got that. You know, somebody's working overtime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good music. Uh, I, en- I enjoyed that. I, yeah. Great tone. Uh, very Bad well bass. recorded. Mm. Uh, sounds uh, sounds very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, it would fit right on the radio on a couple of different formats. Yep. You know, hats off to them, man. Yeah. Good, good. Brand great, new. great tone. Brand new. Them two cats met in 2017, folks. Yeah. I mean, brand new. Mm. That, that's good. Mm. All right. Ravens. You know, uh, wow. so here's a, here's a little side story to that, the whole name thing. Um, ages ago, there was a big band out of L.A. called Warrant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember hearing yeah. those. Yes, I, anyway, yeah. um, we went to go see them at the country club one night just to see what all the hubbub was about. This was uh, right before their first album was going to be released. They had already been signed, and I think the album was already in the can or whatever. Wow. So we went to go see them, and the opening band was a band called Death Row, Mm -hmm. formerly known as Skid Row. Mm -hmm. And shortly after that, the first Skid Row album dropped. So I'm I'm assuming that... uh, you know, somebody with Skid Rose, I think they were on Atlantic or something. Yeah. Sorry, somebody from Atlantic probably got a hold of them and said, it, yeah. hey, yeah, you can no longer use the name Skid Row. It's kind of like whoever, you know, we, we live in a different time now, so yeah. we're not dealing with record companies right. like that. So there's nobody's got a lawyer to go out and <laughs> find all the bands called Raven and tell them to cease and desist. Oh, right. But there's tons, folks. It's mind-blowing. Back in the day, I was a fan of a band called Green Jelly. And uh, initially, their name was Green Jello. Jello. And uh, they were kind of like Guar, that, that type of band. Uh-huh. And, right. Um, they were very theatric and, and heavy metal. They were just funny, funny to watch. Anyways. Humorous. Um, yeah. Um, was it Best Foods or whatever? Whoever makes Jello. Decided that uh, they were getting a little too big for their britches, so they sued them. And yeah, made them change their name after their album was out. I... And I have, a, I have a CD that still says Green Jello, but after that, they were named Green Jelly from here on out. They still play here once in a while, but uh, gotta gotta know what you're doing before you get involved. Mm. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a band in Rhode Island with that name. They're playing to 80 people, right? But they but they have a copyright on their name. You'll have to change it. Ah. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of a great way to get some press. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, there was a band in L.A. called, uh, I'm trying to think what they ended up changing their name to. They were originally called Barbie. Mm-hmm. And Mattel came out and threatened yeah. legal action. But, well, it, but it, gets you, it, it gets you some press, right? Like, yeah. oh, change, local change band name Barbie. Hot Wheels. Well, it's yeah. ironic that you say they were that. Change, they, yeah, he said in the interview, we changed our name to Masters of the Universe, and yes. we're going to go back and sue Mattel <laughs> or something it's, like that. It's funny you say that because I have a new CD coming out. Check it out. It's called Van Halen. So, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, sounds, uh, that sounds fresh and new. Yeah, it is very fresh and new. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. Is that like Van Gogh? Yes. It's Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
Uh, moving ahead. Um, I love it. You wanna you wanna talk about your band there, Jim? Sure. Okay, so the band I have this week is a, a group called the Well Wishers, and uh, I say group very loosely. It's it's a one man guy. All right, my favorite kind. <laughs> yep, uh, a guy named Jeff Shelton. I wish him well. <laughs> uh, wish him well. Yeah. Um, so he does it all. Does everything. It's been a solo project for him since '03. And uh, he writes professionally. He's he's written for uh, music for television and movies and things like that. And uh, uh, originally fronted a power pop band out of San Francisco called the Spinning Jennies, which he did from '93 to '04. That's right. And has has been doing uh, has been doing the Well Wishers, you know, since '03. He'll occasionally bring somebody in to help him out on stuff, but uh, mostly it's just him. He does it all, guitar, bass, drums, vocals, whole whole nine yards. All right. And uh, I found him on Bandcamp. Uh, I was trying to – can't remember now what I was searching. Uh, you know, we've been off for a few weeks, and I actually found him previous to our last podcast. Right. It just took him a while to get back to me, so <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was searching out, but I came across this song, and uh, – and I uh, thought it was a great tune, you know, very, uh, very upbeat, poppy, great song craft. And so uh, the song's called Feeling Fine. Feeling Fine. Let's check it out. That's the Will Wishers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One man. Well band. done. Yes, very much so. Um, uh, extremely catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, lyrically astute, I think. Um, kind of a social commentary there. Talking about, you know, everybody gets a party prize nowadays, yep. right? <laughs> uh, participating. Uh, yep. Yeah. B, B side of that is a cover of... Uh, Fleetwood Mac secondhand news. Oh. She does a Ooh, admirable, I admirable like job of nice. So no, uh, no, I didn't see any vinyl available though. So you buy the track. I think you get both tracks, but, and do you recall where he's, he's from? Uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. Hmm. All right. Well, I like it. Bay, Bay area. I don't know if he's San Francisco proper now, but right. anyway, up that way. Up North, <laughs> North to Alaska. Very good. Um, and the band name, and I say band, is the Whale Wishers. Check it out. Good stuff. Seems like yeah. there's a. It seems like we come across a lot of people where it's like one guy, but they have like a a band name. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the, well. He wishes he had more bandmates. Is probably could why be, they're could called be. that. Could be. That's what he's wishing for. <laughs> I noticed. Um, I had actually on Bandcamp. Uh, checked some of the music out because of the album cover that we'll show when we play the music um, from the park bench 
right. quite comical, <laughs> and that's what caught my eye. And, and I do a lot of, when I'm searching for bands and everything, if they've got decent artwork or something that doesn't look like their little sister yeah. colored it with a, car, with a crayon, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I was actually going to mention the, the cover is yeah. pretty it's pretty funny, but people will see it on the on the podcast. Right. So. And we'll put it on Facebook on our on our page and everything. So uh definitely check it out. Well moving good forward. Stuff, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Moving forward, um I've got a another this was a band. I think it's a it's a solo act now. I've I've gotta get straight scoop from from Drew. His name is Drew Cobb and um uh he goes Stage name is Drew Blood, and um, no wonder I couldn't find him. <laughs> well, the I have a feeling the band name was Hollywood High at one time, or it was Dirty Pictures. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure because uh, um, when you search for him, his name comes up and it says, "Here's Hollywood High by Drew Cobb." And when I listened to it, I immediately thought of the band No FX. And you uh, guys, if you're familiar with the vocalist from No FX, yes. Tell me, if this doesn't uh, ring a, a bell to you, but oh. this is a, a band out of Los Angeles. And the story with them was uh, back when MySpace was a thing. These guys came out with this. They were in LA playing clubs and whatnot and made this album and had a CD made. And um, MySpace kind of disappeared overnight as did, I think their, you know, uh, will to be a band. You know, so he, I think Drew's kind of held on to this for a while and he's used, he just wanted to use the band camp as the main contact information for him. So check out Drew Cobb on Bandcamp, and you'll see Hollywood high. And there's a few other, um, treats on there as well. But, uh, the story I was telling you guys before we started is, is he sent me a CD and the band put together this great package. Uh, I'm going to see if you can see the, uh, on screen here this is the album cover it's a pinup girl oh i remember her yes and the and the cd itself is the booby edition and basically it has a spinning I wheel. i like boobs yeah well most most people do but yeah. you spin the wheel and you get a different uh uh bikini top or not and different styles and whatnot and it had I this whole, it, whole cd uh made up and the band kind of i guess imploded at that part uh, and so he said it was nice enough to send me a copy of it, but, uh, I've got a little video to show after, um, of the, when they first got the CD, I guess he was pretty excited about it as any new artist would be about getting a, a release. Sure. Uh, so now it's available. The digital copies available on Bandcamp, but the band itself drew blood on guitars and harmonica. It's kind of a rockabilly rock sound. Uh, Johnny underpants is playing bass and vocals. <laughs> Paul E. Tone on guitars and vocals, <laughs> and Ryan Yerdun is playing drums. So this was uh, produced by uh, <laughs> Michael Kramer, Michael Serna, and Dirty Pictures. It was recorded at Stealth Studio, Rounds Valley Studio, Wolf Tone Studios, and Big Wolf Studios. And um, it was mastered by Dave Collins. And uh, here's some catchy little music from Drew Cobb, and it's called... Less of a loser. I'm sure, like, what a loser!
Okay, I'll cut that off there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's some catchy music from Drew Cobb. Yeah. Hollywood High and the album Dirty Pictures. Mm-hmm. Or the album's yeah. called Dirty Pictures and the band's Hollywood High. I'll get a clarification from them. One of the last things I didn't do from the last email we had, but super nice guy. Got back to me. I said, send me the CD and um, good music. Like the, the whole thing's I got like good it. catchy tunes on it. And, yeah, very. But I can't help but think of no FX. I'm sorry. That's That was my only, and that's not a dig. That's actually, for me, it's a compliment because I was a no FX fan from back in the day. Who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> I like no FX. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of went back and forth between no effects and a little Green Day vibe there, yeah. little Billy Joe Armstrong. But um, um, I dug that. I'm always intrigued by these bands who uh, who will write humorous songs, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's kind of the point. I don't know what the rest of the CD is like, but I I get the feeling that it's kind of along those. Kind of along that vein. Well, let me give you a name. The, especially, the, especially with the names of the people in the band. When you have people like yes. Drew Blood and... No, Johnny Underpants takes the cake. Poly, <laughs> Polly Tone. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, I think their hit, their big song was a different kind of tickle. And um, there's some other ones, a song called Whacktress. And, yeah. Uh, Too Broke to Pay Attention. Yeah. Been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to Be a Man. <laughs> Still trying. Can't get yeah. the stuff, which was uh, two minutes and 47 seconds. Sounds like that's probably a good punk, punk song. I haven't got a chance to For hear For Jim it especially. It's under three minutes. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. And anybody that's got a song about Palmdale, that's the name of the song, you know, they're, uh, they, I'm sure they've got a lot of tongue-in-cheek jumping off there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, there's yeah. a fine line, Jim, between, I say tongue-in-cheek and just Weird Al, you know, because – because at a certain died, point, Weird Al, Weird well, Weird Al made a whole thing out of parodies, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. but he also has original songs. They always mixes mm-hmm. and kind of into the albums, and uh, and they're generally very humorous. And I'm a big fan of Big Al. Well. I'll, I'll say that. But that is a genre that it's you don't listen to it every day. It's a once in a no. while you throw in. I, I got to be stuff. in the mood for it. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah I think Al. of like a, like a Bowling for Soup or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, but these guys I could listen to. I can throw this in my rotation. I like absolutely the, the, the faster paced tunes. I like uh, you know the the sound. The, the production was awesome. Um, it's it's good fun music. The way I look great at it, great energy. Yes, yep, absolutely great energy. Yeah, good stuff. So check it out, Drew Cobb. You'll find him as Drew Cobb, and you'll also find it under Bandcamp. Music is available. He said it's hidden somewhere in iTunes. Probably because it's either Hollywood High or Dirty Pictures, mm-hmm. um, but if you he's using Bandcamp as his main platform now, so look up Drew D R E W Cobb C O B B and check him out. Check out some of the other music as well. So those good are stuff, our three Frank. picks for this episode. Uh, good stuff, guys. I like what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, you uh, kind of diverse. Yes. It's, they've been diverse the last, last few podcasts. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about us three. It, 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 you know, it, you get you guys are so much more. You guys are more on the musician side, I should say. And I'm more of on the side of, no, I don't like that. Well, uh, yes, I like that. That's good either, enough. That's, Isn't it, though? Yeah, anybody that's like, I love about you this don't. podcast with you two guys. I love it, and I love you guys. That's what <laughs> I love about this show, guys. Anybody can be a music critic. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, many people, and many people are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> are, yeah. We got three of them on our show alone. Uh, three of them right here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we have um, our classic album, and it's been a, it's been a while. I listened to most of it a while ago, and then um, so we took our little hiatus, and um, I had to pop it back in and, and check it out. But uh, Jerry, you made this pick. Let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Here's the story, folks. We all know when Foreigner came out. The big deal. It was three three Americans, three Brits. They come out with Foreigner debut, which kicked ass. They come out with Double Vision, which kicked ass. They come out with Head Games about seventy nine. And I liked Head Games, mm-hmm. but they but you know, uh listening wise, people oh, you know, that album's a little it it, it wasn't a dud. To me, I love Head Games. It's mm-hmm. way more raw and, and way more, you know, yeah, raw than the first two. Well, then they clean some house and they get rid of, 
you know, a couple of the Brits, they hire a new bass player who, who is, thank you, Jim, Rick Wills, mm -hmm. not Pete Willis from Def Leppard. No. Thank you Jim, for that <laughs> no. correction. Rick, Rick Wills. Wills. Yep. So they strip it down. There used to be six members. They strip it down to four members, get a new bass player, and they come out with four or four. Uh, June, July, 81. So we just graduated high school, folks. And I swear I heard every song on the radio. And I don't, I can't think of another album like that unless you go Beatles Greatest Hits or whatever. <laughs> but I've heard every tune on the, on, the, on the radio at that time, 81, 82. And I love it. I, I, I love Foreigner 4. It's just, as much as I love their previous three, for some reason, this is different. Maybe it's because they did strip down the four guys, you know. But Mick Jones still is the riff master on power chords. Uh, Lou Graham voice, fantastic. Everybody knows that. Dennis Elliott, original drummer, still there. Rick Wills, debut. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wore Foreigner 4 out. I can't remember if it was a cassette or 8-track folks yeah. out there in Conspiracy Land, but I wore it out. And like Frank said, you know, you get a chance to revisit it, and, and you forget how really good it And, of course, Urgent with the saxophone solo by Junior Walker. Yeah, nobody's going to forget that. Right. But to me, Foreigner 4 just – they were they were kind of sliding. And then they come out with this, and they just reestablish. No, no, we're Foreigner. We got it together. We're good. And I love Foreigner 4, guys. I love it. I love this album. With this but, album, when it came out, but, they were they were headlining stadium tours uh -huh. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like we talked before about the summer strut, mm -hmm. yep. had, uh, and that was Cal just Jam. one stop. Yeah, Cal Jam. They, yeah, they when I think, um, and I could be wrong. There, there's probably been a lot of other power ballads that came out and took the world by storm. But waiting for mm -hmm. a girl like you when that song came out, um, it it brought a lot of the girls into the mix with Foreigner mm -hmm. too. You know, because yeah. you, you figure back in the day, and you went to a concert, you didn't see a lot of girls at concerts. Nope. You know, and if you did, you didn't want to look at them because they were and hard. Easy, Frank. Unless, easy unless, a, unless it was a Journey concert. Well, no, no. Yeah, I mean, hard rock. Let's go hard rock. Journey is a pop rock band. You know, they're they're not a hard rock band. But, True. No. But Foreigner fits in that pop rock thing. But they were playing some harder music. You know, they played some their first couple albums. They had. They had some hard rocking tunes, but Absolutely. they really went to a different direction with Foreigner Four, mm -hmm. and um, they brought in a whole other audience at that point. Yep. Yeah, and and stripped it down. And yeah. if I may interject here, uh, since they got rid of their keyboard player, I think it was Ian McDonald. I want to say I'm not sure, but guess who played keyboard on this album? Thomas Dolby. Yeah. And so he got a, he got enough coin from doing this mm -hmm. to release his old album. We all everybody knows "Blinded Me with Science." Everybody mm -hmm. knows that, but it, just some little twerks here. And of course, guess who produced it? Robert John Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. He had his so hand maybe on everything. that's uh, everything heavy, everything rocky. Yeah. He everything was, he, was, he was he was the man at that point. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was, guys. Yeah. Yes. Well, every song is written by Mick Jones and Lou, and Lou Graham. Every song, so mm -hmm. they they took over, and and you know, wanted to make sure it went to that direction. It was all That's theirs. why they wanted to clean house. Yeah. yeah. That's so, why. uh, they get, they get it's the kudos, they get the kudos, but they also get the blame. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it's the beginning of the end. I mean, it's... Mm -mm. agent provocateur was no slouch. Uh, you, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, and I'm according I wanna, to me, according to you. And I want to touch on one song. You keep on telling us about Luann. I listened uh, to it. I swear to God, I never heard that song unless it was on the album. I never heard it on the radio. Really? Uh, yeah. I've and it didn't chart very well. Yeah. It I, took, uh, I took notes on every song. Uh -huh. And when it got to Luann, I, I, I didn't write anything down. I was, I don't recall hearing it. Yeah. You, you don't like that breakdown where he's singing, they get into the, the verse, and that just Mick Jones guitar in the background? Yeah. Oh, wasn't, wasn't too into it, man. <laughs> That's fine. I, I don't know. Uh, you know what song that I did not remember that as soon as I heard it, I remember was Nightlife, mm -hmm. which I believe is the really? opening, opening track. Yes, it is. And I was like, oh, I, re I totally remember this song. Yeah. And uh, it was a good revisit. To it, me. It, yeah. It, yeah. it was a good rock and song. Lyrics are a little goofy, but uh, yeah. I, you know, so it was OK. There's a couple songs on the album that I, I kind of liked. Well, mm -hmm. you know, for the time, you can't you can't say you didn't listen to and hum along the jukebox hero when it came out. 
Great yeah. lyrics, too. I, I can say I didn't. You didn't like it at all. Shut up, Jim. No. No. Didn't, didn't like it when it came out. Uh, oh, it came what? on the radio. I was switching for another channel. Jukebox uh, uh, yeah, Hero? See, now I feel that way kind of with Urgent. I wasn't a, you know, Same it was here, a Frank. huge fan, uh, huge, huge song, wasn't a huge fan of the song. The only no. song that I hated more than Jukebox Hero was Urgent, because <laughs> it sounded to me like just pandering to the the sort of sound that was popular mm-hmm. at that time. Well, that whole yeah. album, with the that sax solo. Kind of went, went a little. With the sax solo. I, I couldn't get to the sax solo. <laughs> uh, That's your problem. <laughs> It's not like I've never heard the song, Jerry. I know. (laughs) I had to hear it that one time to decide that I hated it enough to never (laughs) listen to it again. (laughs) Not a a fan of it. And actually, the songs I like. um, I could play this all the way through all day. Mm. And Jukebox Hero was huge. And so was Urgent. Huge hit. Urgent was huge. Huge was the number one song. Um, I'm I'm less a fan of the singles off the record. I'm more a fan of the other stuff that's on there. Women in Black, that lead riff. Oh, let's see. What did I, uh, uh, break it up. One, one word I wrote down for women in black. Nope. 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 Yeah. Now, what was uh, the album before before this, before this one? Head Games. Head, Head Games. games. <laughs> they still had the original vinyl. six. Yeah. I've got that on vinyl, and I couldn't. I, I could like uh, I like the title track. Yeah, the title Same track here. for sure. I like Even With You. That's my favorite. Uh, I like Even With You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good song. Yeah. I have to break it out and look at all the songs on it. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but. Same here. Been a bit. That one I've got on vinyl. I think the one before that I might, but I that didn't, would be didn't buy this one. For that. Everybody yeah, has Double that. Vision. It seemed like that was almost a mandatory album at one point for a lot of folks. To me, that's better. It borders on, it's one of those few albums that their sophomore effort it, it borders on being better than the debut. It's like they knew what they were doing and, and it's found It's at groove. least as good. Yeah, yeah it is at, at least. least I mean, good. Double Vision yeah. I can listen to all the way through. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So where where did the song land or the album land overall? Do you know on the charts? It was, oh, uh, I think it, I want to say it was their biggest selling. I oh I had the gosh. numbers earlier. Well, I was reading that it initially it was going to be called Silent Partners, and then for some reason or another they changed it after probably after kicking the other two out of the band and stuff. Right. So it was a now we've album. only got four people left, folks. Yeah. So why don't we call our album four and a full? I wouldn't. It's actually uh, our fourth one. Yeah. Holding, held the number one position on the Billboard album chart oh, for a Jim. total of 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Okay. Eventually oh, sold over 7 million copies just in the U.S. Okay. Ooh, woo. I was going to say it had it had to go number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Waiting for a Girl Like You was just and urgent. Yeah, urgent. Massive. Yeah. It's on every station, AM, FM. Well, they were at oh. the top of their game, I know, touring-wise, it seems like at that point, because mm-hmm. they were everywhere. They were just oh. – they, they were everywhere, so – Good album, good band. I don't, I don't know what they're doing nowadays. I know they they replaced Lou Graham for a while. He yeah. stepped down. Kelly, right? Kelly Hansen. They had a they had a replacement before, and that went a little bit. And then they, now they have Kelly Hansen. They've had him for a while, and no slouch, folks. No Kelly slouch. Kelly Hansen. Kelly Hansen, great singer. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Absolutely yes. great singer. Yes, Jim. Yes, mm. Jim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I I know. I mean, I know him from Hurricane, but I think he's been in a couple other. A couple be. other bands. I think Jeff Pilson was playing bass. Okay. Pilson's your boy from uh, from where? Pilson was in somewhere else first, Jim. I can't. Uh, I can't. He played Dawkins, didn't he? For Dawkins. Dawkins. Thank mm-hmm. you, Dawkins. That's it. Yeah. 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 No slouch either. As we're sitting here thinking about it, the people that are listening, going Dawkins. God damn Dawkins! I got it, Dawkins. I know. <laughs> well, I, you look like you were going to say it, so I didn't oh. want to step on you. So I was <laughs> waiting for you to say Dawkins, but I was all like, Frank's not going to speak up. So no, I, guess I was waiting. Her. Since when? <laughs> yeah. okay. It's kind of gentler place. He didn't you know? speak up because he has his boat and he was docking it. <laughs> there you go. Rocking with docking, Rockin baby. Rocking with docking. Woo! Uh, and you know, they are um, playing here at Montclair at the uh, the canyon. The canyon thing? Yeah. Canyon I got to go. Dockin'. This last weekend, um, ah. um, Puddles and his piddle, pity party was playing there. I want to go see him. Did you go? No. I mean, I just... It was oh, the clown the guy. Clown. That guy's got such a good voice. Uh, it, he does. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, but he's got wow. a he's got his whole concert where he's got a whole band that plays behind him, vocals and everything. And we were gonna go, and then we're not. And then that's the worst thing. If I don't buy the tickets and have them in hand, we don't go. 
We talk about it, and then yeah. we don't go. Same thing with yeah. Great White. I was talking about going to Jack Russell's Great White. I was all set. I don't know how many times I got online, had the tickets reserved, and didn't, yeah. didn't do yeah. it. Didn't Vince Neal Vince yeah. opened it up, I think, Vince Neal. I mean, yeah, not that was, show, but I yeah, mean, a, the canyon. Yeah. yeah. I know Lita Ford's going to be there. Lita, Lita Ford just played. Oh, she did play. There you I go. was going right. to go. Yeah, yeah, it was last weekend, and uh, I ended up you? having another st- – I had – had like a plywood fun, issues. Fun, no plywood <laughs> issues. I had a fundraiser going for my daughter that night, and so oh, bless her just, heart. Bless you her know, going to happen. So as I'm getting older, I'm full of woulda, coulda, and shoulda, and and I I need to just Same here. pull the trigger and go. Pull the know? trigger, right? Yeah, but pull the trigger. Oh well. Um, so the next pick belongs to Jim for the next classic album that we're going to review. Are we? Are we? Are we done with the? Oh, no, not, you're not Jim. Go ahead. What's up? Oh no, you, that's cool. I'm done. If if you have anything else, let no, it, let it go. He's I, got I, something I, on his mind, Frank. I can so tell. I, that's Jim from way back. He's got something he got to say. say. I will say this. Um, so Foreigner Four does it hold up uh, better than I remembered it? Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing. Better I than I remembered it. I think a lot of that had to do with Mutt Lang's production. Would you buy it 180 gram? No. <laughs> No, I have uh, I have a copy or two on vinyl. I have it all on. I, yeah, I have it all digitally. Bought it, so, yeah. bought it out of the budget bin for a couple bucks. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was my? Uh, I'm trying to think what my favorite song was. Uh, Break it up. Good too. Yeah, mine too. Sounds like it could have come right off the first two Foreigner yeah. albums. Yeah, I, I prefer that over the the major hits on that album. Yeah, Urgent. I could. Just, just due to pure overplay. Hmm. Well, my least favorite would probably be urgent. Well, for it's me, funny it's I, for a girl like you. I, I don't like the ballads that much, anyway. So, yeah, um, but you know, you know, it helped us out back in the day, Frank. You know, <laughs> she'll never go out with me. Not a so, song. Uh, I'll, I'll play this tune for her. <laughs> not a song I would have lo- wanted to hear again, particularly. Yeah. But, but when I was listening to the record and it came on, I found that I wasn't particularly offended by it. Right. You no. Know? And that was my problem with a lot of the album. It was just it was just so there. middle of the road. Yeah. It was just there. It wasn't yeah. didn't command my attention, but um but it didn't it didn't make me want to break things either. Right. So it was just I mean, except for <laughs> urgent, which I couldn't bring myself to listen that's, to. Yeah, that's a little long in the tooth, yeah. <laughs> well, we've heard um, those songs so many times. Oh, I, I just had love, it love I had Mick it, Jones riff. Mm. Mick Jones is great. He is. And, and, great guitar. And I will say this. Lou Graham, mm-hmm. one of the really, really great rock and roll voices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, just that that guy's just he's so good. If I could yep. just for a second. So good. I remember back in whatever, about the time this album came out, Regis Fieldman's on whatever that show he was. Good Morning America, yeah. whatever it was, him and yeah. before Kelly, it was it was Kathy Lee, yeah, Regis yeah. and Kathy Lee or whatever, and they had Foreigner on there. And oh, they did. Yeah, Lou Graham went out there and he sang "Waiting for a Girl Like You" at basically back there. It's five thirty in the morning, and he nailed it. And I remember even Regis was like, you know, for you to come on and not even be warmed up. Got to look it up. You two play that song, and you nailed it. He says that is impressive. Yeah, you know, the guy had the chops. Touche, touche. Yeah. Well, you can't uh, you can't fault the chops of anybody in that band. I mean, just nope. They were all very great musicians. Yes. Great music. Great level of musicianship. Yep. Very good. Anything else? Uh, it's played out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, we're done with 404. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I tried to say earlier, uh, Jim, you get the next pick for our class. James, old boy. Are we done with 400 now? Yeah, let me ask. Anything else you want to say? You're the one that extended it, Jim. Me and Frank were done. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, album that was a complete game changer for me. Ah. Uh, Judas Priest. British Steel. British Steel. Yeah. Yes, I love that Jim. Album. Okay. Very good. Did you buy into the 30th anniversary edition that had the razor blade with the blood dripping down on it with a hand? No. Ah. Uh, Original no. only. I bet that's the only Priest album I had, Jim. Great pick. Yeah. British Steel. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, wait, what did they do for the 30th anniversary? 
it was all remastered, of course, and there was three yeah. or four songs that were live that were added to it. That's about it. Yeah. But yeah. and then they had you know the liner notes and, and a booklet, you know that type of stuff. But just I'll, the, I'll I'll be honest, I don't uh, I don't really jump on the reissue bandwagon. Yeah. Too Nor much. do I. Uh, nope. I know nope. you don't. You don't want to hear song redone or anything. I but... don't want to hear the demo when he was in his Volkswagen <laughs> in an alley in New York. I know from, you don't. From 15 years before. <laughs> but it's I so don't. special, Jerry. I don't. It's no. special to hear that. To get in the mind of I the love... artist. I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go into my own mind. You guys know I love The Who, but anything reissue with demos, yeah. or, or I don't want to hear. That's why I, I'm not to completely go off track but this gene simmons vault stuff i want no part of it. and for two thousand hey, dollars here's what i was thinking when i came up with this song 18 years later yeah i don't know yeah. no i don't want to hear demos i don't want to hear acoustic versions i don't want to hear uh-uh. well, i want to hear the album i bought yeah. which is what i like and i think we've talked about it before why would you have yes, that stuff have. laying around if you you would have released it if it was that good you right bother well, to release they, it why are you holding on to it for 20 years because they yeah. know they can tag it on to a re-release, the digital re-recorded or whatever, digitally mastered plus extra tunes, and I hate that. Yeah, I want the original, and that's it. I don't need three extra songs that were done live at yeah. uh, wherever. Mm-mm. I want the original. Uh, if you digitally remaster it, I'll take it. But yeah. if you digitally remaster it and add four songs on it, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I often like B-sides. I'm, I'm a fan of B-sides. I don't want to hear the stuff that didn't make the cut because it tells you where the band's at. You know, because you hear their good stuff, and then they throw out this B side stuff, and you understand Ooh, they made a good choice. <laughs> yeah. I understand you, uh, why it's a B side. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, we've talked exactly. we've talked about this before. Uh, Elton John mm-hmm. always good for releasing, uh, you know, uh, extra tracks yeah. as B sides right. from sessions. I remember I had Island Girl on a forty five by Elton John, mm-hmm. and the B side was Sugar on the Floor. Yeah. For what it it's is. worth. Very good. Yeah. I don't think I had that 45. Mm. Island okay. Girl. British Steel. Judas Priest, 1980, I think. What Stop, an Jim. Yeah. What an album. Yeah, that was a game Stop. changer for a lot of us. It really mm-hmm. was. Because their, their albums before that were hard but not heavy. Well, to you me, know. you heard Green Man Alishi live, and that kind of, I recall that kind of sparked yes. my interest. Unleashed in the British, East is what really Unleashed in the East. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. And then British Steel hit. Oh. Yeah, that uh Oh yeah. That got me on the wagon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was uh was Unleashed in the East and then Yes. We were just I remember Frank and I just waiting for the day when British Steel was going to oh, yeah. come out, man. Yep. Yes. And uh so excited for that release and uh and it, and it didn't disappoint. No. No. And Mm-mm. I was just reading an article the other day and and Kerry King was talking about uh, him and, and somebody else, some other metalhead that he used to hang out with. And he's, oh, yeah, we, we dug Judas Priest. We really like their poppy stuff, like Breaking the Law, you know. And I'm thinking, poppy? Yeah, poppy. I never thought it was a pop song, you know. But compared to some of the other metal that they did, it was pretty light. Well, know? yeah. Living yeah. After Midnight. Yeah. It was fairly, it was fairly poppy yeah. tune. Yeah. Well, that was a radio friendly song all the way through. Yes, it was. Oh, sure. Yeah. Great. So at some point you got to pay the bills. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that. I like that pick, Jim. So uh, next episode. Great pick, Jim. Yes. Thank and you. Th- then after <laughs> that, maybe when it comes my pick, maybe we'll try something a little different. We'll uh, we'll come up with a new uh, new way to pick an album and a song or something. We'll come up. Got to mix it up a little bit. What yeah, do you guys sounds think? good. Sounds, sounds groovy. Good. All right. Digging your backdrop there, Jerry. Very good. Absolutely. God bless America. God bless and to America. all the Poland service people, thank you. Because yes. it gives us a chance to do what we're doing here. Yep. Yep. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And Jim, the, your backdrop is uh looking quite sporty as well. Yeah, absolutely. What's in that fridge? Yeah, we are all wanting to know. What's we'll in probably Jim's find fridge. out we hopefully we'll find out next episode. All right. Ooh. Oh, a lot of emails have come in. What's in Jim's oh, yeah. fridge? What What's the heck is fridge? Jim's well, fridge? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if that's it, there's nothing else. Shop Keep is closed. Rocking, Keep rocking. Shop is closed. Goodbye.
uh, Dirty Picture CD, which featured the Peekabooby packaging. Uh, this was a limited edition uh, release, and you had various choices for which the boobs that you wanted to uh, display in the little window there on the front of the package. But you also had a full fold-out that kind of told a picture in stories, a story in pictures, I should say. And you had the kind of clever, you had a pull-out thing with all the lyrics. And we also had a, our CD had a, it looked like a 45. So it's kind of old school. You can even see it kind of had grooves there. And uh, yeah, kind of went retro with the whole uh, cheetah and typeface and all that kind of thing.